Good day to you all, and welcome to the Southview Soundbite, the podcast ministry of Southview Baptist Church in Statesville, North Carolina. I am your host, Stephen Seifert. Stay tuned, and we'll bring you a word of encouragement from the Word of God. Thank you for joining us today here on the Southview Soundbite. Our Bibles say in Acts chapter number 13, verse number 2, As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. So they, being sent forth by the Holy Ghost, departed unto Seleucia, and from thence they sailed to Cyprus. And when they were at Salamis, they preached the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews, and they had also John to their minister. And when they had gone through the isle of Paphos, they found a certain sorcerer, a false prophet, a Jew whose name was Bar-Jesus, which was with the deputy of the country, Sergius Paulus, a prudent man, who called for Barnabas and Saul and desired to hear the word of God. But Elimus the sorcerer, for so was his name by interpretation, withstood them, seeking to turn away the deputy from the faith. Then Saul, who also was called Paul, filled with the Holy Ghost, set his eyes on him, and said, O full of all subtlety and all mischief, thou child of the devil, thou enemy of all righteousness, wilt thou not cease to pervert the right ways of the Lord? And now, behold, the hand of the Lord is upon thee, and thou shalt be blind, not seeing the sun for a season. And immediately there fell on him a mist and a darkness, and he went about seeking some to lead him by the hand. Then the deputy, when he saw what was done, believed, being astonished at the doctrine of the Lord. In this passage of Scripture, the Apostle Paul and Barnabas have been released by their local assembly because the Holy Ghost of God had commanded the assembly to separate Barnabas and Saul for a designated work. That designated work would be missions and church planting. These two believers were sent out by their church at Antioch to grow churches and to win souls for the honor and glory of Jesus Christ. They took with them Barnabas' nephew, a young man by the name of John Mark. And as they get started, they begin at Barnabas' home island, the island of Cyprus. And when they get there, they are immediately whisked into the very courtroom of the Roman governor, whose name was Sergius Paulus, because he wanted to hear the doctrine of Jesus Christ. As Paul, Barnabas, and Mark enter into uh, Sergius Paulus's home, a young man was ushered into the, uh, the courtroom whose name was Bar-Jesus. The Bible tells us that this man was indeed a Hebrew, a Jew. Now, it's interesting when we look at his name, the Bible goes out of its way to tell us his Greek name and his Hebrew name. His Greek name is found in verse 8, Elimus, but his Hebrew or Jewish name was Bar-Jesus. The, na- the name, whenever you saw someone's name preceded by the word Bar, means they are the son of that person. 
So, for instance, when you look at uh, Peter's life, Peter uh, was referred to in Scripture as Peter Bar-Jonah, the son of Jonah. So, when all in, already we take a look at this man and we learn something about him, this man is claiming to be Jesus, or at least he's claiming to be Jesus' son. And the Bible tells us that Bar-Jesus had a particular goal, and that goal was in verse number 8, which was to turn away the deputy from the faith. This Bar-Jesus was a sorcerer. He had long since tried to steer away Sergius Paulus from the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ, while doing so, claiming to be the son of Jesus. This strategy of claiming that Jesus had a son is not, I wish I could say that this was ancient history. However, unfortunately, that is not the case. A fiction writer many years ago wrote a book in which he planted the seed of doubt in many people's minds by claiming that Jesus and Mary Magdalene had had been in a secret romantic relationship and that they had a secret marriage. This strategy, this blasphemy, is nothing new. This strategy was present in the first century church because in walks a man named Bar-Jesus, who is a sorcerer. And no doubt he's using his name that he has taken for his, um, himself, and he is claiming that he is doing all these mighty works because he is a son of Jesus. The whole point that we see in this passage is this. There is a battle that's raging for the soul of the Roman governor, Sergius Paulus. And before that battle could be won, the apostles had some ground they had to gain. They had to gain back some ground from this false teacher and this sorcerer. This was not someone who was just having fun. This was demonic influences that was being sent by Satan specifically to turn away Sergius Paulus from the faith. Christian, I want you to know that strategy is still the same today. Satan is using his demonic influences and putting forth all of these wonderful gains, these wonderful uh, trinkets, and claiming that they are right, and that they are good, and they are godly. The Bible says, Woe unto them that teach evil is good, and good is evil. But it's happening. And by doing so, Satan is steering uh, the human race away from Christ, just like he did with Bar-Jesus. So what is our responsibility as believers? What is our responsibility? Our responsibility is to do our best to fight against any bar Jesuses that the world tries to claim. Now, we won't be able to do it in the same way that the apostles did in terms of sign gifts, but we are able to do so by doing five things. 
the first thing we need to do is recognize the character of a false teacher like Bar Jesus. Recognize the character of the messenger. Verse number 10, the Apostle Paul lifts up his eyes and he's filled with the Holy Ghost and he says, O full of all subtlety and all mischief, thou child of the devil, thou art an, an enemy of all righteousness. Wilt thou not cease to pervert the right ways of the Lord? What Paul did to beat Bar Jesus was to recognize his character. He says, you full of all subtlety. That word subtlety means deceit. In order for us to win against a bar Jesus, we have to know the devil's ability to deceive. And you know what? In order to understand you're being you're trying to be deceived, you have to know the original. You have to know what is true, and you need to recognize what is true before you can recognize what is false. When you look at the Secret Service, the Secret Service handles all the counterfeit cases for the United States government. You know what? They don't grab all of these counterfeit pieces of money and hand them to the Secret Service agents and say, study these. That'll tell you what's real and what's false. No, they give them the original. And they say, look at the original. Learn the original. And then you'll be able to recognize what's false. Whenever Satan sends a bar Jesus-like character to your life with a message that tries to turn you or someone else away from Christ, recognize that you could be deceived. And in order to beat back that deception, you must know the original, what is true. And that is through the Word of God. Study the Word of God. So recognize that the enemy is subtle. He's deceitful. Next, recognize that the enemy is full of mischief. Paul said, oh, full of all subtlety and mischief. Mischief just means ease in doing, meaning there is a charisma designed to lead others astray. Satan is really good at putting things in front of our eyes that tempt us, that lead us away. And that's why so many Christians fall. That's why so many Christians go the way of the world. Because they don't recognize that Satan is really good at putting really attractive things in front of them. Bar Jesus was really good at presenting his false doctrine in such a way that looked good to everyone else. A charisma that he had that was able to turn others away from the faith. So recognize the character of the messenger. Number two, recognize the root of the message. Paul immediately calls out the root of the message when he says, child of the devil. You know what, we as Christians, when we have the world push down our uh, throats, uh, false teachings, the lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life, a lot of times we have a hard time recognizing that the root of this is from Satan. We like to try to pass it off as if it's not really Satan doing it. And guess what? That's right where Satan wants to have you. He wants to have you denying that it's from him. Because if you do, then he has no need to, uh, to do anything else. He's got you in his clutches. Next, recognize the danger of the message. Verse number 10 says, Thou enemy of all righteousness, wilt thou not cease to pervert the right ways of the Lord? What Paul immediately recognizes is that this is indeed a trap. What Satan tries to peddle that looks good is often a, is always the end of a malicious trap. 
He wants to deceive us. He's an enemy, like verse number 10 says. Next, recognize the direction of the trap. The Bible says in verse number 10, to pervert the right ways of the Lord. Pervert just means to turn aside, to turn away from what is true. So how do we fight a bar Jesus? We recognize the character of the messenger. We recognize the root of the message. We recognize the danger of the message. Next, we recognize the power of the truth. Verse number 11, Paul says, um, And now, behold, the hand of the Lord is upon thee, and thou shalt be blind, not seeing the sun for a season. And immediately there fell upon him a mist and a darkness, and he went about seeking to lead others to lead him by the hand. He recognized, Paul recognized the power of the truth. Paul didn't appeal to himself. He didn't say, I cast you out in the name of Paul. He said, the hand of the Lord is upon me. Recognize that the true power to resist temptation comes from the Lord. And then lastly, recognize the result of the false message. God blinds Bar-Jesus in verse number 11. And this blindness enabled Sergius Paulus to recognize, if I go the way of Sergius Paulus, or excuse me, if I go the way of Bar-Jesus, the ending is always blindness. It's a spiritual blindness. I'll never have the truth. I'll never have what's true if I go with Bar-Jesus. And we can see that because verse number 12 says this, The deputy, when he saw what was done, believed, being astonished, at the doctrine. Sergius Paulus wasn't amazed and wasn't converted because he saw a sign, because he saw Paul do a miracle. If he would have, then the Bible would have told us he, would have, he got converted because of the miracle. But what turned Paulus's heart towards the truth was the message of Jesus Christ. Sergius Paulus recognized what Paul has gives light and what Bar-Jesus has provides blindness. Believer, when you leave your home and when you go out amongst the world, understand Satan has sent a lot of bar Jesuses into your world. And in order to fight him, you have to do five things. You have to recognize his character, recognizing that there is nothing but deceit and mischief in his lips. You have to realize that there's nothing good about where he's trying to lead you. You have to recognize that the root is always from Satan. You need to recognize that there's danger in following the false message of Satan. And then you have to recognize that only Christ has the power to direct you away from false teachers. And then recognize that the false message has a blinding effect. But the true message of Jesus Christ provides sight and light. Think on these things today, and we pray you have a wonderful day. The Southview Soundbite is the podcast ministry of Southview Baptist Church in Statesville, North Carolina. Our address is 625 Wallace Springs Road, Statesville, North Carolina. 
And our phone number is 704-872-9554. You can visit us on the web at southviewbaptistchurch.org. Our Sunday service times are 9.30 Sunday School, 10.30 Worship, and 6.30 Evening Service. Our Wednesday night prayer service and youth class begins at 7 o'clock. We hope to see you there.